Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. It's Jen here, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today, I want to chat with you about something that, honestly, it's a term that I completely made up. (laughs) Um, But the reason I had to make it up was because it is a phenomena that I have witnessed time and time again in my own life and with the people I work with, with my clients. But at the same time, I just don't hear anybody talking about it. And when I tried to do research about decluttering and clutter, I just couldn't find anything that addressed this concept. So that's why I made up this term, which I'm going to share with you today. I'm going to explain what it is, some signs that it might be something that you're struggling with, and what to do about it. Okay, so um, enough with the drama. (laughs) The term that I have created is the phrase clutter clout. Okay. And if you follow me on social media, I've mentioned it a few times there before. But other than that, I really haven't talked about it yet. It is so important. So that's why I decided to record this episode. A clutter cloud is what happens when the physical possessions, the things that you own, um, or possibly even the things that you do, right? So if you find yourself working, a lot of overtime or you're kind of like obsessed with work, the same thing could apply. Although in my experience, physical clutter is probably a bit more common. So what it is, is that the physical possessions that you own start to take on this enormous importance that you know is out of proportion, right? So for me, you all know I used to be a shopaholic, um, sort of all through like the late 2000 years was really like my peak shopaholic period. And during that time, like in my brain, the logical side of my brain said, hey, these things are not that important. Like I was so obsessed with clothes and shoes. And I knew that my obsession was like a bit unhealthy, that I knew that I really shouldn't care so much. But it was like, like this spell that was over me, right? I just couldn't not care. And if you had asked me back then, I would have told you that the reason I was so obsessed is I just felt a lot of shame. I thought that I had become a really materialistic person, um, which to be honest, I was really embarrassed about. So I actually overcompensated by kind of owning the role of a shopaholic. Like it became like a badge of honor. But really, sorry, my throat, I've got like a frog in it today. Um, So I was sort of pretending like it was a badge of honor. Like I was so proud of how much shopping I did and how many shoes I owned, for example. But deep down, I was really kind of ashamed of myself and embarrassed because I knew that I shouldn't care so much about those things. And so what I know now after, you know, over a decade of doing this work and really thinking about decluttering and the roots of our clutter, is that I truly believe 
that I'm not a materialistic person. I haven't changed so fundamentally, you know, over the past decade. Instead, I was living in a clutter cloud. But for me, what it meant to live in a clutter cloud was that there was a void in my life. And I'll talk about that more in a minute. But there was a void in my life. And because I didn't have anything that I thought was valuable or important or worthwhile to fill that void, the stuff in my life, quote unquote, just started to, you know, become more important than I thought it was. Okay. And when I talk about this idea of a void, really, this whole concept came to me when I was thinking about my daughter. She, um, it's a couple of years ago, she just turned six. So I think she was four at the time. And I remember her coming up to the window and looking up at the moon and telling me how when she was older, she wanted to go to the moon when she grew up, right? And look, I am a realist. I know that the odds of my daughter going to the moon are probably pretty low. Let's let's be frank, right? But she's a child and I want to encourage her to dream big. I want her to have hopes and dreams and to explore what's possible, right? That's what we all want for our kids. But if we think about ourselves, even our inner child, we, as we get old, basically our perception of what we think is possible starts to shrink, right? Real life kicks in, our responsibilities, our bills, and it almost starts to seem silly or embarrassing if your dreams are too big, right? Like if you wanted to write a novel, let's just say that's a dream, but you're not a writer now and you've never published anything, you'd almost feel, or at least I would, maybe I'm, I'm giving away my own insecurities, but you almost would feel like sitting down and telling somebody, hey, I want to write a book one day. It's almost embarrassing. They'd be like, well, what do you to know about writing a book, right? Um, actually, that's something that I went through myself when I started my blog. I didn't really tell that many people about it. And this is going to sound ridiculous because if you're listening to this podcast, if you've read my blog, I do have a lot of readers. I've been blogging for almost 10 years. I have had millions of people reading my work, but I still don't talk about it to the people in my real life world. So like I talk about it online, I have social media, you know, but I don't talk about it with people I just meet, right? Because it just feels like it's like too silly of a dream. And in that way, I feel like that's just a common theme. As we get older, things start to feel silly. We feel a bit insecure if the things that we dream about, right? If our hopes and dreams don't fit inside the status quo, we feel embarrassed to tell people about them. And, or we just stop dreaming, right? We have so many responsibilities. I'm not saying this is a criticism. You know, you've got lots of bills to pay, lots of people struggling right now. You've got kids, you've got no time for yourself, you've got no time to sit down and really think, well, what are my hopes? What are my dreams? What do I want for myself out of life? But because of that, we create a void. There's like an emptiness in our hearts or souls, whatever you want to call it, right? There's something lacking. And so as a result, I truly believe that we start to care more about stuff that shouldn't matter, right? Because we can't have the things we really want so it's almost like a booby prize. It's like, well, I can't have my big dream. So now my new dream is to just go shopping at Target every weekend, right? And I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it's something where you sit down one day and say, oh, that's 
you know, I can't have what I want. I'll have this instead. I think it's like a subconscious gradual thing. We start to care more about, oh, does my living room look like what I'm seeing on Pinterest, right? We spend a lot more time comparing ourselves to to other people because we have less less of a sense of ourselves if that makes sense like we don't know what our dreams are anymore so we let we become more easily influenced so that is what i call a clutter cloud that whole phenomena and so i just want to quickly share three signs that you may have you know um that you can use to kind of diagnose if you think this is something that um you're struggling with. And then I've got a few suggestions on how we can overcome it, right? And I will just say this is important because if you are struggling with this clutter cloud concept, a lot of regular decluttering advice isn't going to work for you, right? So a lot of the like practical tips and hacks, they're not going to work because your clutter isn't about you're not organized, right? Your clutter isn't about you can't make decisions. Your clutter is about feeling a void in your life. And so that's like a big emotional challenge that's hard to overcome unless you address it specifically. Okay. So let's just go back. So it's three signs that you are living in a clutter cloud. Number one is you find yourself really aimlessly shopping. You find yourself shopping because you're bored or because you just don't have anything else to do, right? So What I would find when I was in this stage of my life where I was really struggling emotionally, where I felt like I didn't have a purpose, where I felt like I was living on a hamster wheel, right? Every day, just going through the motions. There's like nothing, you know, no kind of bigger purpose. Nothing. I don't want to say bigger purpose in the sense that it's not like you have to be go out saving the world or anything like that. But something just inspires you. Something that gets you excited to get out of bed in the morning, right? Besides just going to work and paying bills and washing dishes. Um, so I was going through a phase where I didn't have anything that felt exciting for me. I just felt very stuck in this rut. And what I found is that that stuck in a rut feeling, the way that it would manifest in my body, it was like, oh, well, I need to change up my living room. I need to freshen up my wardrobe, right? I just wanted something new to kind of give me that feeling of change. But deep down, the change that I wanted wasn't my home decor. It wasn't the clothes. What I really wanted was a change in my life. But I didn't realize it or, I don't know, maybe if I'm honest, I kind of knew I just didn't have the courage to do something about it or I didn't know what to do about, about it. So I would just use shopping as a way of coping. So that is a sign. If you find yourself often shopping for kind of like feeling at the urge, like you just want to freshen things up, ask yourself if what you really want is to freshen up your home or do you want to freshen up how you feel about your life? Now, quickly, what I just want to say before we go to the next step is I do not want to imply that everyone who feels like decorating their home or updating their wardrobe is stuck in a rut and needs to, you know, reevaluate their life goals and their priorities. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if what I'm talking about resonates with you and you find yourself shopping for no reason, this might be why. Okay. These are not like one size fits all answers. It's just about giving you a little food for thought. All right. So the second sign that you might be living in a clutter cloud is <laughs> Sorry, I have really bad asthma and sometimes it just really chokes me up. So I do apologize. 
I know that must be really unpleasant to hear in your ears. I'm so sorry. But the second sign that you might be living in a clutter cloud is that you can't articulate any of your hopes and dreams. Okay. And again, I know that that sounds really harsh, but that's how I felt. All of these signs are things that when I look back on my life and I think about my life, I think, you know, what was a sign that something was kind of wrong? And it doesn't mean that you have to have everything figured out, but I literally had no real hopes for the future, except for things like, oh, maybe I'll buy a nicer car. Maybe I'll get a promotion. Maybe I'll get a bigger house, right? And again, it's not that those things are bad, but for me, when I look back at those things, they weren't even what I really wanted. It's just what I felt was the next step in the path of life, what people expected of me. And it was just something to look forward to because I had nothing else to look forward to, right? Whereas now I have um, I have hobbies, right? I um, Some of you might not know this, and I never share it publicly, but I write fiction just for me. Um, I enjoy traveling. I have, you know, dreams about things I want to do in the future with my business, with my kids, right? And it's not all concrete. I couldn't necessarily write you a list of very specific details, but I just have this feeling of kind of hope for my future, right? Whereas 10 years ago or maybe 12 years ago now, I just kind of felt like when I tried to imagine my future, it felt like I'm sure I'm going to be doing the exact same thing I'm doing right now and it's not making me happy and I can't really imagine what else I might be doing. Okay, so again, not one size fits all, but something to think about, okay? And the third tip, oh my goodness, I'm having a little, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit out. Will I edit this podcast? Maybe I should leave this in so you can see that I am a very um, flawed, very normal human being. Um, I'm just trying to remember what the third sign is. <laughs> But in the meantime, I will just tell you um, that when you are struggling, if you sense that you are struggling with this, what you don't need is another decluttering hack. Okay, wait a minute. I found it. Um, so the third tip, oh my goodness, this is, <laughs> I think I'm going to leave this in here. If you're listening to this, this is so that, you know, you know, these things are not easy for me. I'm not someone who has everything figured out. I'm just like, I guess, a normal person who struggles with things at time. Um, but this is the third sign that you are living in a clutter cloud. It is when decluttering is overly painful, even when you kind of know that it shouldn't be. Okay. So for example, like if you were decluttering, you know, a sweater that used to belong to your grandmother and now she's passed away, of course, right? You know, that's supposed to be like, that's not going to be easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard to declutter those items that are really sentimental. Anyone who pretends that they're not, well, I guess I can't speak for everyone. But in my experience, even even as someone who is a quote-unquote expert in decluttering, those things are still hard, right? But there are some things that you kind of know shouldn't be that hard, right? Like um, you're decluttering some coffee mugs, right? And you have no sentimental attachment. You just find yourself wanting to keep everything. Or that's how I used to feel about shoes. Like I would have shoes that I never wore. They were cheap. They weren't hurt my feet. I didn't even really like them, but I felt like I could not let them go. They were just so 
I just felt so attached to them. And now I know that the reason I felt so attached is that it had nothing to do about the shoes themselves. It was the fantasy, right? I was buying those shoes because that that was something that it was filling a gap, I guess I could say, right? I felt empty. Those shoes were filling the gap. And I didn't want to get rid of the shoes. I didn't want to declutter them because then I'm back. I have the gap again, right? So that's a struggle for me. So again, this isn't everyone, but if you really struggle to declutter things where you feel like this really shouldn't be hard, if you can be objective and say this shouldn't be something that's challenging to declutter, that is often a case that you're struggling from this clutter cloud scenario. So what should you do? It might kind of be obvious, but when I work with people who are struggling this, what's hard is you actually have to stop trying to declutter, which isn't what people want to hear because it doesn't feel productive to take a step back to think about life, right? When you're just trying to clean out your garage or clean out your closet, right? And we are all so obsessed with productivity. We need to feel like we're being productive. We need to feel like we're doing things constantly, don't we? But the truth is, sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. And if you're, if this all resonates with you, what you have to do is slow down. Spend some time thinking about your values and priorities. Start experimenting. So to tap into your inner child, what are the things that used to bring you joy? What are the things that used to light you up? And honestly, the way that I see it is as you start to fill your life with purpose, with joy of things that just make you feel alive, it's almost like that joyful purpose of your life pushes the clutter out. And the things that used to seem so important, it's just a perspective shift. All of a sudden you're like, well, why did I care so much about these shoes, right? And I'm not I know this sounds very easy. It sounds like I'm just suggesting you could do this in one afternoon. It's not necessarily that quick. You might have to spend some real time with self-reflection and might feel a bit painful or uncomfortable um, at times, but I do promise that it makes a huge difference. I know for me myself, at the end of what I now know was the end of my shopaholic period, um, I went through this period of huge personal turmoil. Um, for those of you who know, I live in Australia, but around 2012, I had sort of a breakdown in my relationships. I ended up going back to the States for a little while. I was living on my mother's sofa and I was, I think I was like 31 or something at the time, right? So I kind of felt like I was rock bottom. Like the, everything I had worked for for the past decade had kind of been torn out from under me. But in a small way, it did feel like a gift because I got to think about, okay, if I'm starting over from rock bottom, how do I want to rebuild my life? What do I want to fill my life with? How do I want to live, right? And again, these aren't easy questions, but when you invest some time into them, basically you get to rebuild your life based around what matters. So you start to look at all your clutter, all of your possessions, and you just get that perspective shift and it's easier to see what belongs and what you need to let go of, right? It's very related to the previous episode, which is about how to create a vision for your decluttering. But if you are somebody who really struggles with this concept, if you really feel like you are living in a cluttered cloud, that is going to be more challenging for you. It's very hard to create a vision if you feel so disconnected from your purpose, from your values, from your priorities, right? 
So sometimes you need to invest in some self-discovery, really investing in spending that time with yourself, getting to know yourself again, right? That journey is actually part of the work of decluttering, okay? So I wish you all the very best. Thank you for everyone who stuck around to this episode with all of my coughs and confusion. Um, But I appreciate you and I hope that I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again 